now, Culture Club with Melanie Olivero. called Tall by Lim Yu Bing, and it's from his album Notes to Self. It's all about celebrating and discovering fresh new local music today. It's time for another Culture Club on CNA 938. I'm Melanie Olivero. Lim Yu Bing is a household name in Singapore. He's been gracing our theatre floorboards for decades now and has won awards for his craft, winning acting accolades for The Lover, The Dumb Waiter, Bent and Animal Farm. I've watched all of them. Yay for me! Uh, He's also written and directed for the stage like It's My Life, the teen musical. Yu Bing's a TV and movie star too. Triple Nine in the 1990s and most recently Alienated on Channel 5. Hollywood's remake of The King and I, which was titled Anna and the King, starring Jodie Foster and Chow Yun-Fat. But today, there is no acting involved. Let's get to know Lim Yu Bing, the singer-songwriter. He just released his debut album, Notes to Self, and is available on many streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Congratulations, Yu Bing, and welcome back to CNA 938. Thank you so much for having me, Melanie. That's <laughs> quite an introduction to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You're doing it so well. Yu Bing, on hearing the first track, and as the album notes to self progresses, I detect a lot of blues and folk, uh, mostly American musical influences, blues and folk. So tell us, uh, uh, this is your sound, but what inspired it along the way? You're not wrong, actually. Um, And it's very funny how that turns out, right? Because when I think back to it as a child, the first two albums that I memorized were actually British. They were Oliver, the musical, and Jesus Christ Superstar, the musical, uh, both of which actually are British. But of course, British blues and rock takes from the American tradition, you know, uh, and most British uh, uh, rockers, uh, blues rockers, become kind of American when they're singing uh, and then they go back to how they actually sound in real life when they're speaking. So, um, so, so yeah, so those have been my influences really, uh, musical theatre, um, a lot of, you know, yes, you're right, blues rock, uh, rock opera. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I, as a kid who was born in 65 and grew up in the 70s, I mean, there was all that sort of music yeah. uh, that was flooding, flooding my world. Yeah. So. so much we can think of. I mean, 
uh, the Rolling Stones were still pretty much rocking it in mm-hmm. the 70s. British. And you're right, British yeah. rockers. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who took uh, American blues Clapton as... and all these... Clapton, yeah, that's you know, right, Cream. Guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. So Queen, now, you know. And uh, uh, My golly, huge. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, the Beatles kind of split up in the 70s, but they were still being played so much in the 70s oh, so as much, well. So much, yeah. And, and so I don't think I actually started to really get into... Uh, more American influences till till I was a little bit older, you know, okay. Journey and stuff like that, you know, yeah, uh, Billy Joel and so on. But even when you look at two uh, piano people like like Billy Joel and Elton John, yes. one's British and one's American, yeah, um, and and kind of in the same sort of broad genre, right? Yeah. So so these are are the influences, and also quite honestly, um, church music. Yeah, as a kid, mm, you know, sure, sure, uh, and a lot of contemporary church music is sort of American folky, uh, and a lot of the, the classical traditional church music, which I love, uh, all those open chords and Gs and Cs, and, you know, uh, uh, is all um, sort of, well, my experience would be the, the very British type. Uh, yes. Uh, or the European-influenced type. Yeah, it's so interesting that I detected a lot of American in it. But what you said completely makes sense. And yes, you being you've been singing since you were a child, singing in church. I read, but how long has the idea for this album been germinating for? It may seem sudden to some of us, but how many years was it in the making? I know it was. It took some years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we only see the gopher when it sticks its head out of the hole, right? But <laughs> doesn't mean there isn't a long burrow below that. Uh, um, and and I have a, a quite a long burrow. I mean, I never consciously actually wanted to uh, make an album. It wasn't what it was set out to be in the beginning. Okay. The, the thing started, at the first song was written in 08, and it was really written as a sort of musical interlude for a play that uh, I was providing music for, yeah. uh, which was produced by, by Tang Keng Hua. And so she goes, you know, hey, can you go and, you know, put some music in here? And so I just sat there with a friend and plonked out a few things. And then that piece of music, uh, everybody loved it and said, hey, you know, that sounds great. And so I sort of went on to develop it on my own. Uh, and that was in 08. And then uh, uh, the, the, the next time I did a showing of that, I was with two musician friends, Shimona Key and Sarah Wee. Okay. Uh, you know, marvelous uh, local singers, songwriters and performers. And, and they sort of hit, sort of went, hey, you got to tweak this and, you know, how about... And I was like, yeah, it needs a bit of structure. Why don't I do this? And and then I, uh, that pretty much gave me the shape that it became. And then in 2015, I did a full performance of the whole thing. So, so it actually, thing. yeah. So, so all those uh, uh, moments were leading up to it, but I wasn't consciously making an album. Okay. Uh, I had a few more songs that I did as part of a charity thing in, I think it was like 2013, 2014. And then in 2015, as part of the Writers' Festival, headed by Huzir Suleiman, who mm. was devilishly persuasive with his uh, rather good wine. He <laughs> got me to um, uh, do a whole hour uh, of my works as a writer. But instead of having somebody read my poems, I would sing my songs. And so I suddenly went, oh, I've got a deadline. Okay, so I, I wrote a few more songs for that. And I knew I was going to be in there in a room with just maybe a, a couple of acoustic guitars. So that's what I wrote. And then at the end of it, after I'd done the show, yeah. my musician friends who were at the show go, hey, dude, 
you got to record this thing, man. Come on, it's you know, it's great. People like the wonderful Alame Fernandez yes. and, and Chang Kang from Typewriter, right? And and and, uh, and I went, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, I never did. That was 2015, and it wasn't until like 2022 oh, that I su- yeah, yeah, okay. that I suddenly went, oh my gosh, I need to do this thing. Um, so so that's that's what happened. <laughs> so that means. Uh, about twenty, uh, about fifteen years in the, in making, the making, indeed, indeed. But ah. but really, the first seven years were uh, what it took to make the album. Okay, uh, yes. to make all all the songs were all completely written and performed by twenty fifteen. All right, and um, another seven years before I began the process of actually creating an album. Ah, okay. Yeah. Now, now we know the process. Let's talk about the themes. Notes to self. What do they generally address? Well, I mean, the title does kind of say it. It, yes. it is very much notes to self. Uh, it is very self-revealing. Uh, mm. uh, uh, and, and kind of, you know, uh, one of the common themes, I think, in my work, uh, and, and I, I say this with regard to the acting and all that as well, yeah. is that it's kind of like admitting. You're kind of admitting that this is you, or when you're playing a character, that you could be this. Yeah. Sure, I may not be an axe murderer in real life, but I could be. We all could be. Um, sure, I'm not a doctor in real life, but I could be. I could be. And then the, the the tricky and for me rather difficult part about a work like this is that you're admitting that, okay, guys, everything you hear on this thing is me. I could be. I am. I am this. Um, whatever you choose to make of it. Uh, and and so I think notes to self is very much an admission of who I am, uh, of who I was when I was writing that, and mm. who I continue to be. Of course, there's been journeying, um, but it is an admission of self and and a note to myself. So, uh, love, uh, talking to oneself, uh, unconditional love for others, challenges in life. That kind of thing. Absolutely, absolutely, mm. and and it's very interesting because, as I say, the whole thing was actually completed in 2015. Yeah, and spoke of the sort of you know seven years before that, and now you know seven eight years after that, uh, it acquires a new uh, perspective and meaning. It does it's very interesting? So, so for example, Tall, which you've just and thank you for playing it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm I'm very moved that you played it. Actually, yeah. uh, 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 Tall is as you have rightly pointed out is a love song for my my daughter. Yeah. And it's really about, you know, how, look, we've all got our baggage, we've all got our, 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 our journeys, but you, you can choose to not pass that baggage. And you can choose, there's a point at which you man up and you say, you know, get over yourself and love, be better. Yeah. Just be better. Actually, that's something that King and I sometimes say to each other. And as you know, King and I are divorced, but we continue to be very close and as a sort of, you know, we are very, very determined and, and we talk to each other about this all the time to continue to be the parents that we, we, we can be for our daughter. And I think that transcends all this other stuff, you know. Um, so it's interesting because I wrote that song pre-divorce. Yeah. And post-divorce, it acquires even more meaning because you can choose to love from whatever position you're in. You, you can make it better. Um, you just have to choose to. It's just that you sang it probably 
with these new feelings in mind. Yeah? Indeed, indeed. Yeah. And I recently had a, a showing of, of the album and, yes. and, and my daughter sang uh, in, in the, the show with me uh, and she was present there. And, you know, I told people, like, this is frankly, this is a song for my daughter, you know. Uh, and she is, I often say this, uh, she is the, the love of my life and the kick in my ass, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's true, you know. My, my life is largely run by very strong, smart women and she's one of them. <laughs> Okay, so for, for everyone who is listening in, uh, the song that Yu Bing is talking about is called Tall. Uh, references concerning growing a tree, nurturing it. And yes, it is a tribute to his daughter, who is an actress, of course, Lim Shi'an. And some of the, the lyrics go like this. Sometimes uh, something so small, she's become so much bigger. Some, someone made my life 100 times better. And yes, you can, you can definitely feel she's the love of your life in that one. Uh, speaking of daughters helping fathers, because I'm a huge fan of British rockin'. <laughs> yes, you're wearing an Oasis shirt. For our <laughs> listeners, Melanie is wearing an Oasis shirt right now. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I have, met, I have many of them in many colours. Uh, British rocker Noel Gallagher, formerly from Oasis. Uh, he's around your age, Yu Bing. Mm. His latest album is called Council Skies, which was released last year. Also has a black and white theme like yours, uh, which... Uh, of course, a council sky is available to one and all. His daughter, Aeneas, took some of the promo pictures and directed some of his promotional videos too. So, Xi'an is doing something similar for Notes to Self? I guess so. Yeah. Um, Golly, did you just mention me in the same breath as Noel Gallagher? I um, did. But, you know, well, obviously I can't speak for, for, for him. But uh, my daughter is doing that. She... she, yeah. she so, you know, Kang uh, is, is uh, often a producer as well. Mm. And, and Xi'an has often assisted her in, in these processes and, and, and helped her with marketing and things like that. And she has taken photographs for stuff that we've produced. Uh, sometimes she and I produce it, sometimes she's just producing it. And so she actually does this. Uh, she has a little photography outfit. She and a bunch of friends do that stuff. Okay. Um, and she's interested in producing as well. So, so she's actually followed that whole track and I just thought, you know, who better to do this? You need someone who knows you, yeah. who, who, who gets you and, uh, and wants to, to, to put out an image of you. This, this, is, this is an intimate uh, uh, sort of uh, reveal. And so you, you don't want someone who's just out there to go, hey, we want you to you know, be very popular. Can you go and do this and then wear this kind of shirt? And yeah, you, know, you don't want to be up that tree, right? You want to you kind of reveal and uh, uh, and be honest, and and so she's the best person for it. Yeah. So she did films, uh, uh, take pictures of you. She from took the promo all pictures? the photography, all the stuff in the website, which I think uh, uh, I may have sent you. That's all taken by her. She yes. Created the website. She mm. she put up all the yeah all the st all the lyrics and credits and blah blah blah. Um, the Did she sing on the on one of the tracks? Uh, no. So the voice that you hear on on uh, Was I Ever Here is actually Jamie Wong, wonderful uh, local singer songwriter. I see. Uh, she's out there on Spotify. Her stuff's great. Please go listen to it. Uh, and she actually sang with me in the 2015 version. Yes. And uh, and Daniel, my my co-producer myself, Daniel Chai and myself, just we loved her tone so much. Yeah. We wanted her to come back and do it for the album. So she did. 
Um, but for, for the launch, my, my daughter uh, did it. Very nice. Yeah. Sometimes when it comes to the chorus, you being your voice radiates high energy. It soars and you can really hold that note. Of course, you've been uh, in theatre for, for all those years. So it, it shows. Safe to say your voice has been worked on, like I said, thanks to some of the productions you've been on through the decades. You can really hold that note, you know. That's so funny you say that because I, I never think about that really. Yeah. Um, uh, and I actually think that, that to a certain degree, I, 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 I retain and, and I'd like to retain a somewhat untrained uh, uh, quality. Okay. Uh, to, uh, yes, I've had m- some minimal training. I'm, I, I've had voice training because I'm an actor. Yeah. Uh, and my voice is my main tool in all of my work, <laughs> uh, uh, whether it's acting or, or singing or whatever. But um, I'm not a trained musician. Yes. You know, I've sung in choirs. That's really about it. Uh, so, so, but thank you for saying that. <laughs> I would never have dreamed. <laughs> yeah. You know what? His dream has come true. He has put out <laughs> his debut album, Notes to Self. Let's listen to one of the tracks. Walking backwards through the crack The light of darkness on my back Footprints etched in carpet stains Was I ever here? Will I be back again? behind my face A scar that I can never trace My senses numb except to pain Was I ever here? Will I be back again? The track, that one is titled, Was I Ever Here? The first few bars, you uh, bang, because I love Fleetwood Mac. It sounds a lot like Fleetwood Mac's classic song, Landslide. Uh, <laughs> and to me, I felt the, the, the sadness, uh, the despondency of Landslide is also present in Was I Ever Here? So is Fleetwood Mac one of your influences as well? Because they're sort of English, American, yeah, they are blues rock. In fact, yeah, yeah. it's funny. You, you there is actually a story about this. So okay. when I worked, uh, in, uh, I think it was circa 2013, um, with with Sarah Wee and Shimona Key to do that particular showing of this song, um, Sarah goes, "Hey, Yubza, you know, you know, landslider. This sounds like landslide." And and I was like, okay, wait, 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 don't tell me. Huh? I I don't want to know. I don't. I I I I don't want to know. I I will listen to it after we've done this show because I really don't want to be influenced by by anything else. Uh, and then after we did the show, and the the form was pretty much what you see here. In fact, uh, uh, my co-producer Dan uh, quite rightly chose to retain that form. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I listened to it and I went, oh yeah, okay, I can kind of see where you're going there. Um, but I had actually not heard it 
prior to to creating the the song. Oh, you um, weren't too familiar with landslide, la. No, in fact, I don't think I'd ever heard it. Oh, I had I listened see. to a lot of the other Fleetwood Mac stuff, but right. not Landslide, interestingly. I mean, I love things like You Can Go Your Own Way or Tusk and, you know, yes. that sort of stuff. I love those songs. But but no, I had actually never heard Landslide. Oh. Um, in that vein, I, I suppose I... Yeah, but but yeah, so I hadn't actually heard it. So that is the story behind that one. Um, but yes, I do love uh, Fleetwood Mac. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't really on, on the radar. Okay, it wasn't on the radar. Okay. Mm. Then the the message behind it, the themes? So you're quite right about the melancholy. It was originally written, as I said, for a stage play. Yes. And the play was something called Do Not Disturb. Okay. It was actually a series of plays. And all of those plays took place in a budget hotel room. It's all about what happens between two people in a budget hotel room and all the, the many, many things that can happen, you know, in, in that space. Yeah. And uh, I was filled with this this feeling of, of, of sadness and this aching, kind of inexplicable feeling of, of you know, it, it's such a transient space, mm. right? You, you, you're there and then you're not there and then, and, and it looks like you were never there. Mm. But were you there? And, you know, and, and sometimes there are carpet stains and other stains in our life, I think, that I was quite conscious of. Um, and and I was going through some stuff at the time. And, and I think that, that that is in the song. You can feel that. Uh, but it's also stuff that you can't articulate sometimes. And the only way I could articulate it is in the song. And actually, the lyrics kind of say that. It's... Yeah, the scars, but you, you can't actually trace them, mm. you know, uh, uh, and, and that's actually what it feels like. Well, how do you feel you being about praise from the public? Because one of the comments that Anne uh, wrote in to us, she WhatsApped us actually, 963-11938, she said, uh, you being sounds awesome. Oh, thank you, Anne. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. She also said, I initially thought this is this was a Westerner. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, uh, but thank you, Anne. Thank you very she much. She said, you know, uh, what I take away from this is that you sound, you what you sang sound or sounds awesome because before that she heard of course uh, we heard we played tall yes, just now yes. so I think she really liked that one so thank you Anne thank you so much Anne 9631193 is uh, the number to WhatsApp us and to talk to us I want to talk about your songwriting process you Bing how do you usually start is it right. you sat alone in a room with your guitar or piano for company you want to be alone uh, well actually. Uh, so sorry, I do have a number of things I have to say here. Ah. Uh, the first is, I can't actually play an instrument. Uh, I thought that was you. No, it's, it's the amazing Daniel Chai, uh, my co-producer, whom I must talk about, really. Because okay. the man plays stadium shows for all the big names in Asia. Really? You know, he's constantly playing concerts in China for all these big names. Uh, uh, and, and, and he's phenomenal. Um, and he, he does also produce. And so I've, I've known Dan for about 25 years, and that's that's why I asked him to, to work with me. Also because a lot of the songs in this collection were very guitar-based because yes. I had actually written them with the view to being in that room performing, you know, with just a guitarist or two. Yeah. Um, and so I had deliberately written them that way. I actually write on my voice because that's the only instrument I have. I see. Uh, and it's the only <laughs> instrument I'm any good at. Uh, and so so I, I sing it uh, and and the... Uh, and then I, you know, I do have a keyboard at home and I will just sort of plonk to see, okay, what note that was so that I can tell my 
actual musician friends like Daniel or you know a couple of other people. Uh, hey, bro. So this song, uh, the top note is G, uh, and I kind of it, it sounds like this, and then I'll sing it to them. Uh, so that I can give them enough technical information that they can go and process that into actual musical language. So no music sheet. No. I can't yeah. read the stuff. Oh. Uh, I, I, I went through years of choir. And mind you, I was in a university choir that toured all over, you know, my, my university toured like all over California. Ah. And, all and they were all music majors. I was the one of the only non-music majors. I would hold the darn score yeah. and not be able to read it. I, I, I would just memorize everything it was all by ear they were the musical theater the the, the musical ma the music majors right and i was just the tag along fascinating <laughs> you've you've been you've been doing this for years i thought it was you with your guitar in the room and i'm not not necessarily writing uh, the musical notes down but singing into a recorder you and the guitar well, yes. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I sing into a recorder in order to inform people, yeah, uh, or, or in order to make my own notes that uh, of what the song is, because otherwise I won't be able to remember because I can't notate it. Yeah. So, so if I'm writing, the only way to record to, to get it is to record it. I, I can't notate it, right? I see. Well, you know what? Music comes and is created in different kinds of forms. Yeah. Yeah. He's, That's my only way. He writes notes. To, he sings those notes to himself and others to uh, get the music, the, the 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 flow of the song down pat. Let's listen to another song, also involving the word note. It's called "Note to Young Self." is called Note to Young Self and some of the lyrics go and it's taken from of course Yu Bang's debut album Notes to Self so Note to Young Self some of the lyrics go I know you're not great at catching a ball but hey you they're not you you don't have to be small to fit in their frame don't be ashamed of your biggest gift yet one would assume it's the Yu Bang of today talking to the younger, more innocent Yu Bing. Yeah, absolutely right, and, and that is is precisely what it is. I, I, when I wrote it, I actually imagined this child in front of me, and I remember being that child. I remember being nine years old and feeling all these things, and looking around me and kind of realizing or being made to feel that nobody felt the same way. 
Uh, and, you know, I was labeled the, the sensitive kid or whatever, you know, or today we would say, oh, the emo one, you know. And I, I detest that label because I, I always think that, you know, by labeling someone emo, you're kind of saying that it's kind of invalid to be emotional. And honestly, I think that's just what keeps us human. Yeah. And, and, and I think to, to belittle that, uh, particularly for a child, uh, is, is quite unhealthy. Um, because you, you know, look, we're, we're digital enough as it is. Uh, I think whatever we can do to retain our humanity is good, you know. Uh, um, and so I, I kind of saw the child in front of me and I am indeed speaking to that child. And it's really simple. So, I mean, there's all of two chords in it, you know, yeah. but it's just, it's just, I just need to tell you this. And I wish that I'd heard it earlier. Uh, and some of my friends jokingly call this my mental health song. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it is, it is. Yeah. It's it's good for us to hear um, and, and good for parents to hear and good for children to hear. One of the parents is back again with her comments. It's Anne uh, Yubing and she said, and she said, wow, gosh, I didn't know Yubing can sing. He's good. I'm going to support local music. And as a parent, she says, I'm going to let my sons take a listen. Oh, thank you, Anne. <laughs> Thank and you. thank you so much for letting us know and for updating us, 963-11938, for sharing your feelings with us as well. And then there's another track called The Cat from Everett Road. <laughs> you being that road has a controversial, bit nasty it does, past. It does, Right, with the warring Everett Road neighbours, yes. attracting a lot of media attention. But yes. thank goodness that has died down. Tell us about this cat, this angel on the road. Ah, well, the angel on the road. So, so you've actually just mentioned a lyric from the later, uh, the third verse. The other verse. one, that's right. Yeah, so, so because there's three verses, right? Right. Uh, um, and I'll just, I'll just mention this. I mean, yes, it is about those cats in those alleyways. And, yeah. and, and there are actually these alleyways. In fact, those alleyways are uh, like the ones in the photograph uh, that my, my daughter and I walked into those alleyways and took those photographs. But a friend of mine, actually a musician friend of mine, who was listening to it in the car with her husband, uh, the husband goes, oh, that's a really nice song about cats. And she goes, it's not about cats. It's an <laughs> allegory, hello. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it's about cats. I mean, the man said it's about cats. <laughs> and, uh, and I think I'll just leave it there. La. Okay. I, 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 you know, it's, it's not my job and I should never as an artist tell you what to think. Um, <laughs> But I appreciate the fact that it raises questions and I think that that's exactly what we should do. Yeah. Uh, and I'm thankful for the conversations that come around it. Because I wanted to see that cat as an angel on the road. I really do. And I do. And you know what? Mm. I will. Yes. I you will. should. You should see it exactly how you see it now. Okay. I shall do that. Okay. You, you bang, we've got to let you go. Um, but I want to ask you, Will you be gigging this album around Singapore Notes to Self? Yes, actually, I am in discussions in, in discussions right now, okay. trying to find a date when we can do that because uh, th there's quite a surprising amount of attention around yes. it, and I do want to try to try to to speak to that. So uh, I am looking at you know trying to get it uh, performed again. Perhaps uh, we're, we're looking like April ish at your, your favorite bar again uh, no Big i think bird. i might not do a bar gig this time i, I oh. think i might do like uh yeah maybe <gasps> resettle studio studio something something small something small you know oh. something because because it's such an intimate feeling yeah. album I, I don't think i can do a big space and i don't think i can sell that that mm. but uh i think like a small space you know um I, I want to be able to i also want to be able to see people 
and and you know it's not just you see me, but I want to be able to see you and 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 speak to you and make eye contact. Yeah. And uh, and so that that kind of space. About uh, what about physical formats? Limited edition vinyl, cassette tape. Golly, you know I am my own <laughs> producer. I mean, Dan and I are the producers. I I don't. I don't think we have a headspace for that, quite Ooh, frankly. Not yet, lad. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I will try and get it performed and and then we'll see where it goes from there. Okay, all yeah. right. See where it goes. and Which is another lyric from the thing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You have read all the lyrics. I've got to say, I really appreciate and respect how deeply you've gone into it. Thank you so much. How come Apple Music doesn't have the lyrics? Huh? Um, so... When I put it up, the format that I used didn't allow me to to put all that stuff in, which oh, is why I created the website as well. I see. Uh, but now that my daughter's helping me sort of, you know, locate my artist profile and tweak things around and all that, I might try to insert stuff here and there. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's after the fact, so it's a bit difficult. And what is your URL, Yubeng? For the website, yes. Oh golly, uh, it's the one I sent you. Because I when when I tried to look for one, and then I keep getting directed to IMDb. Oh you know? uh, no no yeah, yeah yeah. So so there is a website that. Uh, and then I get your Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not it. So oh. it is. Uh, it, it's. I'm just going to hand it to you. Okay. It's, it's, oh, it's the Lim Xian. Oh, it's Lim Xian two at wixsite.com. Okay, Lim Xian two dot wixsite.com. Okay. All so right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's been lovely. Thank you so much, Yu Bing. Thank you so much, and thank you to our listeners very, very much for listening. It has been a great pleasure and also an honour. I've been in conversation with Lim Yu Bing, actor, director, writer, lighting designer, singer-songwriter. Check out his debut album, Notes to Self, available on many streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music and YouTube. He's on Instagram too, so you can get lots of him there. That's all for today's Culture Club. I'm Melanie Olivero for CNA 938. 